0: It's Monday the 22nd of March. Welcome to our afternoon sport deep dive. Tim Gilbert here. Shane Lee. Shane, I drove to Canberra on the weekend and the weather. Boy, oh. Boy, I felt like I was in a blizzard on the highway.
1: Mate, you thought you were in a blizzard. I've got three kids under 13, uh, and it's raining all weekend. <laughs> it was a nightmare around here, but, uh, um, but a great weekend to watch the footy, mate. There were some brilliant AFL games and some really good NRL games too.
0: Yeah, don't worry. I had three kids under 14 sitting in the back, so you can imagine <laughs> what was going on in that <laughs> car. So anyway, we're, th- we're through that. We're into some sport. There's plenty going on. And don't forget, you can be a winner. Just follow us on Twitter or Facebook, and that Chris Gay, sign cricket bat from spartan we also have a variety of sports balls that we're getting signed by champions which could be yours just follow us on twitter or facebook today on afternoon sport it's Corey mckernan breaking down all the afl and johnny thompson has been at sandown for all the motorsport There's hope for you and I, Shane. Brett Morris, he's 34, two weeks in the row. He scored a hat trick.
1: Mate, how good are the Roosters looking? Uh, unbelievable. Oh, you, you got Kiri and Tedesco. Look, I, I thought Kiri uh, first round looked a, look a bit off his game, but uh, he certainly proved me wrong yesterday. Um, unbelievably um, uh, strong, the Roosters. Yeah, and Morris, uh, that that's two hat tricks in a row uh, at that. You know, 9.35.
0: Yeah, phenomenal performance. And, and as you say, Kiri Tedesco. And they've still got so many players out. You know, Boyd Cordner's not coming back until round 12. They say Jake Friend was out. You've got Victor Radley and, and many, many other players. Crichton didn't play. So this Roosters team, they do look very, very strong. Now what about your Dragons? I thought they were particularly good on the weekend Ben Hunt and I remember when he got the under 20s player of the year a number of years ago under Anthony Griffin everyone said this guy's going to be the next best thing well he just took off on Saturday night against North Queensland it seems like the coaching of Griffin suits him yeah it does and um, and Ben Hunt
1: led from the front played really really well saying that the Dragons probably let in 18 easy points which is an issue for them moving forward but saying that uh, to, to get the win and the
0: first win for Griffin um, it's it's good for the big red V8. Yeah, look, I think they're going to be better than what a lot of people think. They've got some talent. Zach Lomax is a is a future superstar, mm. and some of those back rowers. Watch the Dragons. Some other interesting games. Some sloppy old weather. Gosh, it was uh, difficult. You think back to the old days at Oak Flats. We, you would have played, and I would have played at Parramatta Park, but you would have been slipping and sliding and mud everywhere. You look at the old grand finals. But some of those surfaces were phenomenal, weren't they?
1: They were, mate. And, uh, you know, the drainage of these grounds now are unbelievable. But, yeah, you're right, mate. Back at Oak Flats, we would, uh, we'd love sort of periods like this. When it was raining, you'd go down the park, and you'd, and you'd put your mouse guard in, and you'd, and you'd slide and tackle in the mud. It was great fun as a kid. What position were you? Oh, mate, I was outside centre, you know, just a little bit of... Outside center. A little bit of extra pace, mate, and just get outside the uh, the inside set of the opposition, mate, and you know, use the big left-hand left, hand, left hand palm, mate. You would have been <laughs> hard to bring down, I'll tell you what. Now, what
0: about the serious... I know this isn't a, a good thing to say to a former New South Wales captain, but boy, oh boy, mm. Jackson Birdie's a former blue... All out for 32. He had none for three. That's the lowest score New South Wales has ever been dismissed for in first-class cricket.
1: Yeah, it makes me sick to read that. Um, yeah, Jackson Bird is a, is a, is a very good bowler um, yeah, and a former New South Walesman, as you said. But um, to be bowled out for 32, you're just seeing more and more of this these days where – and it's got to be an effect that, um, that 2020 has on these players. But, yeah, to be bowled out for 32 um, – yeah, it's a dark old day for New South Wales and they need to turn turn the season around from that, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, it sounds more like under-12s, doesn't it? Yep. Well, there's been a huge week of AFL footy and Corey McKernan, two-time Premiership player, of course he still has a brother playing, he is going to be here to wrap up what has been a remarkable weekend next on Afternoon Sport. Well, it was a long, cold winter. A tough, tough year of 2020, and Melbourne copped it more than anyone. Back with crowds last week, fifty thousand at the MCG, and Corey McKernan, two-time premiership player. What about the football of round one? It was extraordinary. Yeah, it was a was a great round of footy. It was just
2: great to have the footy back, and great great to have some 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 crowds back. I think that was. The thing that you really noticed and I think even the players they really fed off that as well.
1: Corey, let's start with uh, my Swannies, mate. Uh, no no buddy, no worries. What how, how quick were the midfield? They looked really good, didn't
2: they? Yeah, they did look really really quick. I uh I actually ran into John Longmire at the airport and had a and had a chat to him and uh yeah, he was he was very, very happy with the with mm. the swans and um Look, it was exciting times. Like I think for the Swans, they got Logan McDonald, much, much to my disdain, Shane. That uh, North Melbourne <laughs> yes. passed over him, and he and he kicked three goals. So, no, nah, look, it's uh, whenever you see. I think sometimes, um, and that was probably highlighted by a lot of games on the weekend. Sometimes you can, um, yeah, I mean, with teams going into games, and we think all these these teams are going to win, but. Yeah. There's nothing better, I think, even in your, your case, being a Swans fan, that when you go to the game and if they just have one almighty red-hot crack, well, you know what I mean? You can accept whatever happens from there. And then if you if you win, well, it's a bonus. What about St Kilda? Well, the, so that's the, that's case in point with, with St Kilda. St Kilda had a number of players missing uh, to go on the road, to go into state, um, you know, and to go and beat GWS on their home deck. And, and, and especially in those sorts of conditions, they're – their wins that really, really, without being cliché, they really build football clubs to be able to – where back's against the wall to be able to do what they did. They were great. And uh, even my brother was really good too. Yeah, mate. Well, the other big shock win were the Crows over the Cats. Uh,
1: you know, Maddie Nix is obviously under pressure as coach there down Adelaide and and it was, it was Taylor Walker that kicked five goals. They looked really good, the Crows.
2: been amazing. We amazing? I think with, uh, with Adelaide, we – you actually tend to forget that. Yes, we know they've lost a few players that haven't been playing well, but there's a couple of guys there that are when they do it on their day, they are genuine A graders when they when they put it all together. And mm. and Tex Walker is no different. Like Tex is a Tex is a really good player, and I think the other thing with Tex is it' probably got a point to prove. Um, I think also shown very. Very pointedly, with Tex as well,
0: I think it's a contract use. So, as we know, yeah, you right. pull out all the stops in a contract use. Sure do, mate. You sure mm. do. So, now, with your brother there, does that make you a St Kilda supporter? Now, the kangaroos got flogged. So, does that make you very much a St Kilda supporter on a weekend like this? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. They weren't good, North Melbourne.
2: Look, I, it's nothing not to be expected. But then, when you look at the outs for the kangaroos, um, mm. look, the... Other teams have maybe got the depth, and that is obviously you can tell by the results as well. Other teams have got to have got the depth to be able to uh, where where players are out. The Kangaroos haven't. When you had Ben Cunnington, Robbie Tarrant, um, who else is out? Luke McDonald, who won mm-hmm. the best and fairest. Yeah, you rip out five or six Norths uh, starting twenty-two, and they they're, they're going to struggle, but. It's not to be expected. Look, one thing that I know that with uh, my football club is that it's almost to a fault over the last 20 years. They've actually not bottomed out. And if they have to take their medicine for a few years, well, well so be it.
1: Now, let's uh, what, the game of the round, I thought uh, the Hawks coming from 40 points behind versus Essendon, that was a fantastic match to watch.
2: I don't think in sports, Shane. There's anything better than if if you you're playing against your bitter rival, mm. and they are bitter rivals. That Essendon, I, I I think I saw the first bit before I went out for dinner on Saturday night, and then I saw that you know, I mean Essendon were really we're really giving it to Hawthorne and then I I didn't think anything of it, and then I then I saw that the Hawks had turned it round. Like I said. <laughs> Nothing better as a, as a sports fan when you're your most hated rival. You can come from a long, long way, way back, and the Hawks
0: certainly did that. 12-year-old Joey, my son at my place, is a big Bombers fan. I don't know where that came from, but he even started playing, uh, what, see the Bombers go up, up. Um, and when they started to get well in front, he thought, oh, here we go. But uh, yeah, uh, it didn't didn't turn out that way. So uh, you can't go off before the fat lady sings, so to speak. What about um, Adam Trelaw? He had the last laugh, particularly early on going to the Western Bulldogs. He was pretty emotional after that uh, win over Collingwood, wasn't he? Yeah,
2: I, and I think it's full credit to even the Collingwood fans as well. Like I, uh, I think that's the other thing that probably hit home for Adam Trelaw. I think usually anyone that plays against Collingwood, you either you know I mean, you're either one or two things with Collingwood supporters. You're either with them or against them. But I, I you could tell that the Collingwood fans genuinely respected and liked Adam Treloar. And I think um, that was probably got caught up with the, a little bit of the emotion with Adam Treloar. It was more the yeah. fact that he, he even sensed that himself. And and even when he did get the ball, he didn't get these universal – got a few boos now and again, but it was nothing like a player that leaves Collingwood. Like I, I think there was – not only from the fans, but you saw even the players after the game the way that they, they reacted but as Adam said, I think he was really keen for that game to be over and over really quick
1: but you have to you have to think that Collingwood are in big trouble this season, like they were just murdered in the midfield. I think the stats were something like uh, Western bulldogs four hundred and sixty five disposals versus three hundred and sixteen Collingwood it's a big difference
2: yeah well uh, you may uh, they've probably got the fab four going at the mm-hmm. moment of the Western bulldogs like that with Bailey Smith and Bont and uh, Dunkley and these sort of guys like they they absolutely smashed the Collingwood midfield but mm. I tell you what Shane it's uh it's going to be an interesting five or six weeks for the Pies because in the in the great this week we have got old rivals Carlton versus Collingwood mm. and
0: someone's going to go zero and two this week mm, and Carlton was so much better last week in a, at le- beaten by Richmond which is uh, you know it's not, a, it's not a massive whack is it when you think that they've been such a dominant force over the past few years and who knows could the Western Bulldogs just on that note could they be the team that knocks Richmond off in 2021 well it's been a cracky start to the AFL Corey McKernan as always great to chat thanks guys Coming up on Afternoon Sport, John Thompson. Well, he's going to get in a rally car this weekend, but he's just been down at Sandown. So let's check in with him and see what's happened with Shane Van Gisbergen. and he's dominating. Okay, let's get to the Broom Brooms, the motorsport, and our man is John Thompson. How are you, Thomas? i
3: oh, pretty good, guys, yeah. Down here in uh, in Melbourne after a weekend of, of quite wet uh, racing, particularly yesterday at Sandown. So great to see the supercars at Sandown. Always a fantastic place for the battle. And Shane van Gisbergen, boy oh boy, what a performance! He's now won all five of the, the uh, opening races of the championship. The only uh, only the fourth driver to do that behind Alan Moffat, Peter Brock, and Mark Skaife, who have done it over various years back in the seventies, eighties, and nineties. Um, but a, a stunning performance, particularly given the fact that he, you know, broke his collarbone um, just two weeks ago and it was dodgy even up to Friday whether he'd get in the car. It's Garth Tander was standing by to take his place, but he did it and uh, off a very low grid position on Saturday, um, I think about the 13th, he uh, he came through and won the race mm. remarkably. It was a great performance. And then in the rain yesterday, he really... Um, really showed a clean pair of heels to, to everyone. And uh, he was a class above to, to win both races. And, and some interesting stuff came out of it. Cam Waters, the best of the Mustangs, came second in both Saturday and the first race on Sunday. And then Brody Kostecki, this young guy, uh, only 23, in only sixth race at the, at the top of the order. He ran in the Bathurst 1000 last year, um, in, the, in the top category, I should say. And uh, he came yeah. out, came second to Van Gisbergen yesterday in the Erebus Racing Commodore. Great performance, a very mature drive in very difficult circumstances. So uh, there's a, a potential rising star there mm. in Brady Kostecki.
1: Hey, John, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. Um- how do, you, how do you go from 17th to 1st? Like, is he, is he that good or are the drivers in front of him driving poorly? What's the story?
3: Um, look, it was difficult circumstances, Shane. Yeah. You know, it was, the weather was a bit dodgy. It was picking the right strategy. He got a very good pit stop, very fast, um, and they brought him out in clean air and he was able to make good time mm. in the middle of the race. And that, that meant that he was able to, to challenge when a couple of other people made little errors and mistakes. Um, but yeah look he is I think he's a class above and I think the absence of his compatriot uh, Scott McLaughlin who has been dominant the last couple of years um, I think Red Bull Triple Eight Holden Racing uh, what do they want to call themselves this week Mm. Red Bull Mm. Animal Racing team I should (laughs) say Uh, they've done a lot of work on getting the car right the engineering they just look better coming out of the corners they put the power down better so there's a whole
0: lot of Uh, circumstances that conspire. But Van Gisbergen is a class above everyone at the moment. He's amazing, isn't he? He's unbelievable. And what about some of the entertaining characters on the scene? What about Chas Moster delivered that interview at Sandown? (laughs) He's brawling with Tickford, his former Tickford Racing teammate Cam Waters and coming out saying, oh, pay me more. They're interesting, some of these boys.
3: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Look, it's it's great because, you know what, I think for a long time now, a lot of the supercar drivers have been very homogenised trying to be you know, Mr. Nice Guy and all that sort of thing. We need the black and white in the, in the personnel behind the scenes that, that give it a bit of character, which we used to have with people like Alan Moffat against, you know, Mr. Peter Perfect and, and that sort of thing. That's disappeared a bit in the last few years, but people like Chas Moster, David Reynolds, uh, in the, uh, the Penrite um, Kelly Grove Racing Mustang. They're the sort of people that give it, give it a light and shade and, and give it some character.
1: Hey, John, uh, what about this new uh, doco on Netflix? Um, it's a little bit racy, to say the least. Well, it's the third series, uh, Shane, and it's,
3: it, it's fantastic. It's actually brought, apparently brought a lot of people to watch Formula One because mm-hmm. of the way they deal with the characters. And again, you know, sport is about characters, and the problem with Formula One had been for a long time, it's a very mm. technical category um, and people didn't really see the, the, the nature of the people behind the scenes. And what uh, Drive to Survive has done over the last two seasons, and uh, I watched all of the episodes the other night when they, they hit, not surprisingly, <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's brought out again. A lot of people and their characters and, and, the, and the real uh, conflicts that go on behind the scenes. And it's generated a huge amount of interest in Formula 1. It is a great series, and uh, I recommend it to anyone, even people who have no interest in motor racing, because it actually, as I say, it shows the personalities behind the scenes.
0: And you need it, don't you? Prost and Senna, their blow-ups were, were, were his, you know, they, they, were, they, were, they were so uh, well reported back then. And Daniel Ricciardo, the Australian, is actually one of the, um, you know, one of the competitors at the moment with the, the best personality. And, and he comes out and says some cracking things because you do get these guys that are like, uh, you know, standard answers to standard questions. And really, it gets very bloody boring.
3: And some of the real characters are some of the team managers and team principals. Günther Steiner mm. from from Haas, um, uh, Otmar Safner from um, from Athna, what is now Aston Martin, but was was um, uh, Force Force Racing before. Um, Christian Horner, who runs the Red Bull operation, mm. yeah. always a bit of a sly, sort of character. Obviously, married to one of the Spice Girls. She's she's um, Jerry um, Jerry uh, Horner is, is in the yeah. Halliwell is, is in the documentary a lot as well, um, people like that, you know, it really, you know, it, it boosts Formula One enormously and uh, and it's turned it into a, into a much bigger uh, operation for Liberty Media, the people that own the
1: the, the uh, commercial rights to Formula One. Tamayo, what's coming up this week, next week, next weekend?
3: Um, well, we're going to take a breath. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> of course, the big thing next weekend is the opening round of the Formula One World Championship yeah. in Bahrain. So, uh, mm we'll be watching that uh, enormously and uh uh this old bloke's going down to canberra to uh to get back in the in a rally car and uh, try and win the classics category in the Australian Rally Championship. Oh, here comes John
0: Thompson ladies and gentlemen. He will get the checkered flag. Thompson. I can't wait to see that. Uh, and look uh, look just going from a fairly uh high note to a sad note of course uh, to finish with the queen of uh, Nürburgring, uh, of course, passed away. Um, Sabine Schmitz, we saw her a lot in, in in Top Gear. That was sad, wasn't it, at the age, the, the gentle, tender age of 51.
3: Yeah, incredibly, incredibly sad. Um, she was a great character and, uh, you know, her performances in a range of cars at the Nürburgring, the way she uh, – she showed that on on as you say shows like Top Gear, um, and the enormous fandom she she generated as a result of it um, was amazing. And uh, yeah, it's really sad to to see her passing. Um, yeah, we've lost lost a few in uh, motor racing in the last uh, last couple of weeks, including obviously Murray Walker and um, Walter Kremer, who uh, was one of the the kings of Porsche racing at Le Mans. So yeah, it's a sad time and uh, our condolences to sabine smith Sh- and her, her family
1: hey tomo just quickly you said you're getting back in the car this weekend for a bit of rally driving all, all this rain about of that um does that make it tough for rally driving uh always yeah
3: <laughs> we we like dry tracks like everyone um <laughs> yeah. it's slippery enough on a rally track around canberra <laughs> without the rain sure. so we'll be uh we'll be holding our breath i think um i think uh there may well be a chance that if there's too much rain, the, the rally will be okay. uh, postponed because of the fact that with uh, 40 or 50 rally cars churning up the, uh, the forestry roads, uh, it, it causes all sorts of road damage and um, we want to try and avoid that. So, um, yeah. We'll wait and see what happens uh, at the National Capital Rally uh, this weekend.
0: I, I felt like you when I was driving. I drove my dad and the kids down to Canberra on Saturday. Boy, oh, boy, it was like driving through a blizzard. But but when we got to Canberra, the weather wasn't too bad. So uh, early reports from, uh, from my meteorological experience, you're going to get a drier track than you would in <laughs> Sydney. Go, John Thompson. We will be in your camp, my dear friend. Good to talk to you. <laughs>
3: Good on you, guys.
0: That's it for Afternoon Sport today. We'll be with you Monday to Friday every week. Hit subscribe on your podcast app so you don't miss it. Big thank you today, of course, to Corey McKernan and John Thompson. Thank you to our great sponsors, Spartan. Shayna. Yeah, www.spartansportshq.com. And a big thank you to our producer, Dan McHugh. Follow us, Afternoon Sport, on Twitter or Facebook, and you could be a winner of that cricket bat signed by Chris Gale or something else that we have in our wonderful prize cupboard. We'll be back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.